This is not just another housewife podcast. Celebrity gossip. Consuming my brain. You cannot tell me that for the last two years, all of these dates have not been blocked off with NFL stadiums. It is all happening. I'm Brett, and this is the Oops I Gossip Again podcast. Hello, friends. Yesterday, I recorded a whole ass episode. But of course, as things happen, as things do happen very quickly, I decided to scratch yesterday's episode. It was edited. It was ready to go. But last night, there was some breaking news. Today, I'm sitting here recording this new one while we await Jen Shah's sentencing. Supposedly, we are only four minutes away as I'm recording this. But news travels fast and things happen. And I was just like, you know what? That episode is completely irrelevant to what else is happening right now. And rather than adding to that, making a longer episode, what I'll probably do is take a portion of that and make it a little bit of a bonus episode. I honestly feel like, I don't know what I feel like I'm waiting for. I feel like a kid in a candy store. And is that bad? Because we're, you know, talking about waiting for someone to be sentenced to prison. I Maybe that's a horrible thing for me to say, but I'm interested to see how this all plays out and as I'm watching updates it looks like just a few minutes ago she and the whole family are seated in the courtroom in the front row and they're just waiting for the judge to show up. This whole episode is not solely going to be about Jen Shaw. Last night while I attempted to take time off you know here's the thing sometimes I just need to detach myself from social media get in real life, try not to be on top of everything. And then this just bombshell drops out of nowhere that Lisa Rinna has made a statement to People Magazine that she is leaving Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know how to feel about this. There's a lot of misconceptions about the way that I look at Lisa Rinna So that's why I wanted to do a podcast on this, because what people on TikTok have seen, if you go to my profile, you would think she hates Rinna, she loathes Rinna, she wants her gone, which I do, but there's more to that. What you're seeing on social media is more of a representation of in-the-moment feelings. Now, I have a lot of feelings about Rinna for over the eight years that she was on the show. But what you see on social media is how I'm feeling in real time. And so you're not seeing what I felt over the eight years of her being on the show. So let's talk about that first. I respect Lisa Rinna as a housewife. She is good TV. She has never been afraid to bring up the things that people don't want to talk about and stick it to them and really create a storyline. She has said for many years, we know she is a soap opera star right? Like that's her job, number one. And she took that experience and that job and put it into her housewives experience. As much as I did not like the whole situation, if we did not have Lisa Rinna, we wouldn't have this iconic Amsterdam episode. We wouldn't have that whole situation. We wouldn't have the standalone line of, were people doing coke in your bathroom? 
She is an iconic housewife and she did her job very well. And I respect that. And for many years, I loved Lisa Rinna for that. She knew what to do. She knew how to come prepared. She knew how to twist a story and create a story and keep us involved, keep us entertained. But over the last, I'd say two seasons, something with Rinna changed. I don't know if it's things happening in her life. You know, both of her girls are moved away or gone, doing their own thing. Harry, we never know if he's actually living there or not. Her mother passed away. RIP Lois. We have nothing but love and respect for Lois. And I I do have love and respect for Rena as well. But whatever was going on in her day-to-day life changed how she was on Beverly Hills. After the so-called takedown, for lack of a better term, of Lisa Vanderpump, it seemed like it just became darker and more aggression. And I, I just, I don't understand it. It started with Denise. And I don't know what it is that she held this. From what we saw when Denise first started, they were friends. They were friends for a lifetime. And it goes the same as Garcelle. Like these are women that have been in the business, crossed the same paths for so many years that there was a genuine, what I thought was a genuine friendship, just disintegrate. And when these women started coming to Housewives, it was almost like Lisa felt, in my opinion, that these women were, quote, bigger stars than her. Because I I don't care how you swing it, like Denise Richards and Garcelle, career-wise, have had a much more successful career than Lisa Renna. So maybe it was a jealousy thing. Maybe it was things happening at home. I don't know. But something changed in her. And she became more vindictive. And she came, became darker and nastier in the way that she did it. And it was to a point where it was no longer entertaining. So when I read the statement of, we have both mutually decided to go our separate ways, you know, Kathy Hilton was right in the reunion saying, your contract was up. You wanted it on TV. Well, here you go, baby. <laughs> Kathy was right. Kathy knew that that woman's contract was up. It was stated in in the article with people that her contract was up. And during negotiations, it was just a better term. So I don't know if it was still Bravo that made the decision or maybe all of the culmination of things that I'm speculating on of why Rena is the way she is now. Maybe that maybe between her and Harry, it became a conversation of this is it. Like, now we need to focus on other things in our family, in our careers. I don't know. There are many different ways that we could speculate on this and try to figure out why it is that she left. But number one, she is good TV. She always has been good TV. And I respect her as a housewife. I respect her for the entertainment that she has brought to us for the last eight years on the show. And I honestly hope that this isn't the absolute end that we see of Lisa Rinna. Back to my original statement of what you see in real time of how I'm feeling. Like those things I was sharing on TikTok about Lisa, which ultimately got me blocked by Lisa Rinna on TikTok. (laughs) Those things were how I was feeling in the moment. That's my true emotion, just being disgusted, being irritated, being just my in the moment feeling about her. Long term, so you you might be listening to this right now and thinking, well, this doesn't sound anything like what you've ever said. That's true. 
That's true. But I can't watch her leave without having a full appreciation of what she is. And it's almost like it's a bittersweet moment. Because much as I don't want to see the way, I wish that she could have changed that little degree of nastiness that we've seen the last two seasons. Because then I would be all for keeping her there. She's good TV. She's good entertainment. She does her job well. But for whatever reason, she just took it too far. I do hope, however, that we see her in some capacity. Maybe it's on an ultimate girls trip, something of that nature, because she still has things that she can bring. And I think maybe putting her on an ultimate girls trip would be fun because she doesn't have these deep rooted feelings or connections with all of these women. So it would kind of be more of a, hey, I heard you did X, Y, and Z, you know, let's talk about it, (laughs) right? I think that would be a good place for her. I hope that she doesn't go away entirely. I do not hate Lisa Rinna. I I don't love or I loathe and I hate the way she acted the last two seasons, but I respect her. I like her as a housewife in full capacity, taking on an average of her eight years on the show and it's bittersweet. So now we have to kind of talk about like, what are they going to do of bringing someone in? They can't just bring in a new person and expect them to be the quote villain of the show, right? We need to have someone that's going to spice things up. And I think it was maybe two episodes, maybe one episode ago. And I said, I never want to see Brandy on my TV again (laughs) because of the way that she's been treating the women that allegedly had affairs with her ex-husband. I don't like that. I think she's gross for that behavior, but maybe it is someone like Brandy. If she can come in in a way that is entertaining and not in this gross like manner, because if she's going to take that energy onto the show, we don't need that. We are taking Rinna out of it because of the nastiness, the gross behavior, but maybe it's her. Maybe she's the one that we need. Maybe it's keeping Erica and Erica just becomes that person. I don't feel like Erica could be that person because she's so closed off. I am interested to see if Erica stays, what the dynamic is of Erica without Rinna. Because I've always loved Erica. I really have. I don't like the way that she has acted throughout all of this stuff with Tom and the lawsuits and the Lion Air victims. I don't like that. And I can understand both sides of it, but I just don't like the way that she's acted. But I've always appreciated Erica as someone who stands in her truth, who other than this whole situation, I don't think that's truth behavior at all. She's created boundaries for herself. She's a strong woman. She knows what she wants. She knows what she doesn't want. She's not afraid to speak her mind. Her and Brandy together could be really good. I'm not sure what happens next. And I I hate like the rumorville and the speculation of all of it because we just don't know. I guess we'll have to see in the coming weeks. They're supposed to start filming the end of January, I believe. So we'll see what happens. We'll see where we go from here, what happens with the entire cast. As of recording this, Lisa still hadn't actually put a statement or anything on her Instagram. It was solely from people, so she hasn't come out and said anything on social, shockingly, because, you know, 
maybe that's half of why I got so angry too is her behavior, what she's done on social media that had she kind of toned that down a little bit, maybe the whole thing wouldn't have been so bad. But she hasn't said anything yet, and I'm not going to edit this. <laughs> God, I've already recorded a whole ass podcast. I'm not going to edit this and change that if I do see something before posting. You can always find those things on my socials. Lisa Rinna, if you ever hear this, you have me blocked on TikTok, so you probably won't. <laughs> if for some reason you ever hear this, I respect you. I do. Maybe you can unblock me. Maybe we can be friends now. I respect you as a housewife. I'm having bittersweet feelings about you going away. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything that you have given us on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. So while I'm sitting here recording, I am refreshing the Jen Shaw sentencing details in real time. It's been about 20 minutes since they reported that Jen Shaw had entered the courtroom and I was like, okay, what's taking so long? What's taking so long? Well, news just came that the spectators, there was not enough room in the 70 person capacity courtroom for all of the spectators that wanted to watch Jen Shaw get sentenced. The staff actually opened an additional courtroom with a closed circuit feed to the courtroom to allow others to listen in rather than making everyone leave. As I'm following this live, I'm reading tweets from Inner City Press, and I want to share two tweets. One is Jen's attorney says, we are here for those who had lost so much. Five have put into words, but there are more. They lost money, they worked hard, and their lives are mangled. They never spoke with Jen Shah. To which the judge responds... She was too important to talk to the victims. She was a leader of this conspiracy. So this cuts against you, not for you. Her attorney says, Ms. Shaw acknowledges everything you say is true. She will always remember their names. She grew up poor. <laughs> this judge is not having it. And they he's already said that their request of 30 months is ridiculous. And they do agree. He does agree that it should be less than 130 months. I'm sorry, that was 36 months was their request, but it should be more than that, but less than 130. So more than three years, less than 10. And again, I'm recording this live. <laughs> I just saw those tweets and I was like, oh my goodness. So I'm still waiting for the actual come down of the sentence. Based off of these tweets by Inner City Press, and this is actually the only place I've seen where I'm getting live coverage, but based off of these tweets, it really feels as though Jen's attorneys are trying to create this narrative that she was poor, that she was a fraud for herself, that she always tried to fake it until she make it, made it. Um, one said, the judge asked, does she still have justice for Jen merchandise on her website? The attorney says not anymore. Um, Jen had hoped that the TV spotlight would hide her pain. She spent years trying to hide her feeling to fake it until she make it. She tried not to see the people who lost money. Her original fraud was herself. So they are really going with a, oh, poor Jen aspect here. And from what I can tell, the judge is not having it. The judge responds with her activity in this crime took place years before the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City started. So you were saying her hunger for trinkets 
predates the show. Her attorney says, yes, she was lost. Then in July, she saw the info from the victims and decided to plead guilty. She began on Hawaii, a land of elders. Now elders, her victims are teaching her. She regrets the mistakes she has made. She is sorry. She had faith in our justice system. Jen will pay her debt to society. Trying to take responsibility, but not blaming it. Making these connections of her upbringing and the fact that the judge said hungry for trinkets. I am... I'm dying. I'm dying over here. And I feel like this also kind of gives a response. I don't know where, you know, up until before this July time, she was adamant that she was innocent. And so then she sees the info from the victims and then decides to plead guilty. I don't, I don't understand. And I'm really hoping at some point that we get some answer. I would love to see a sit down with Jen and Andy at some point, maybe allow her once the sentencing is over to share that. But I don't, I, I still don't see where the disconnect of I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent to pleading guilty. And the fact that this is not live streamed, you can't bring cameras into federal court, but the fact that this is not live streamed right now is driving me absolutely insane because I want to see the judge's face every time some of these things come out of her attorney's mouth. Her attorney says, Ms. Shaw looked at the good things her company was doing. The judge responds, what good things were telemarketers doing, calling elderly people, taking advantage of their lack of computer skills, selling business opportunities, and maxing out their credit cards? And now it seems like they're trying to go back, like retrace their steps Earlier, the attorney was saying, okay, you know, she knows, she's looked at the names, she feels differently, she has so much guilt. And then they go back to when this all started, they were just a name, computer files. She didn't see them. They didn't know that they had names. She didn't talk to them. Like, you are not helping yourself here. Nothing about this argument is going to work. If the judge takes into consideration any of that, I think it could be a higher sentence than he thought that he was going to before he even walked up to the bench. Reading these comments of her attorney, honestly, I'm having flashbacks of trying to watch Elaine Bredehoft make her point in the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial over and over and over again and just fail miserably because this woman is not doing Jen any favors right now. It seems as though from these tweets that this judge is has once again mentioned her being the leader of the conspiracy and he's taking into consideration the sentence that is being brought upon others that have less responsibility and I feel like, I don't know, I'm getting this feeling through these tweets that this judge is just straight up, you led this, you are the head of this and is not going to back down from that. I have mentioned in videos how I feel her reactions throughout all of this. Everything will be used. Text messages, emails, everything of that nature. And the state attorney just said she was laughing in a text message asking, did you get her to stop crying about an 80-year-old woman? She told people how to do it. It was brazen fraud. She opened her own floor. She moved things overseas she started dealing in cash. So this is the first time I'm seeing them actually reference one of her text messages. I knew they were going to do it. He goes on to say, nothing like it has been seen in this case before. There is not one message from her that expresses any type of remorse, not one. The defense hasn't submitted any either. 
That's how that's not how she felt even when she pled guilty. Our evidence was devastating. This is why I think I said it was either on a live or on a different episode that I said it felt interesting to me that she pled guilty because it's the only way to get her into a sentence that was understandable. Rather, had she gone into an actual trial, so much would have been used against her. Even if she were, quote, innocent, it would be so difficult for anyone to get past the brazen, I'm so sorry, but I'm actually not because there was no evidence, according to them, that she was ever actually remorseful. Again, I just want to give major credit and thanks to Matthew, who is doing the live tweeting for Inner city press and that's where we're getting the live tweeting we're getting the live updates uh thank you thank you thank you credit giving credit where it is due the prosecutor has once again reminded the judge that even after her arrest jen went and sold merchandise and basically pushing that she wanted nothing but the money her husband makes a good living they didn't need it and she was money hungry since the judge had asked what the Government felt would be a downward variance. Uh, they have asked for 120 months, which is 10 years. I don't know why I'm shocked by this, but now the judge has asked Jen to speak. And Jen starts with, you and the world know me as Jen Shaw. Now, in my opinion, I don't think, considering the way this sentencing has allegedly gone, I don't think as an attorney, I would be like, hey, maybe you should stand up and plead your heart out right now. I understand how it can impact giving your own statement. However, in this situation, if it is going the way that it sounds like it is going, the judge is not impressed. And the judge has not wanted to hear about all of her, quote, guilt and remorse because he has brought up numerous times that he clearly doesn't see it. Oh, I wish that this was recorded because I can only imagine what is coming out of her mouth right now. Now, despite the multiple times Andy Cohen has said, we have cut ties from Junshaw, this woman is still, now she's lying under oath, allegedly. <laughs> because according to Andy Cohen, Junshaw is no longer on the cast. They have, quote, cut ties with Junshaw. She tried to make up stories about why she wasn't at the reunion. None of us believed it because when Andy says we've cut ties, I'm sure that that meant we cut ties. Um, how will you raise the $6 million in restitution? My manager is here. We're working on things. The judge says while in prison, yes. Judge, you're still in the cast? Question mark. Jen Shaw, yes. Ma'am, where is Andy Cohen? Where is your contract? Because right now you are very well likely lying under oath. I, I am mind blown right now. Well, the sentence is in. The guidelines were 135 to 168 months. The defense was asking for 36 months and the prosecutor was asking for 130 months. And the judge has now sentenced Jen Shaw to 78 months in prison, which comes out to six and a half years. Before the sentencing began, I guessed around seven years. That was my final answer, that she was going to get seven. The way that I read these tweets and had a feeling of the vibe in the courtroom, I honestly thought it was going to go up to 10. I really felt that. So I'm not sure where the disconnect came there. Maybe I was reading the tweets incorrectly, which is entirely possible. I'm only reading things. 
But it felt to me like there was going to be a higher sentence. It felt like with every argument from the defense that it was going to grow and grow. Jen Shah will be serving six and a half years in prison. I do feel that had she gone to trial, it would have been a lot more. But the fact that she pled guilty and all of the evidence was not able to come up, that makes a big difference. When you take a plea deal, you're getting a lot less than what you should have been getting. I I don't feel from her actions, from the way that she has portrayed herself, the things she has done on social media as of late, things that were said in this sentencing today, I don't feel as though that is showing any bit of remorse on her end. Maybe the judge felt differently. Maybe the judge was maybe six and a half years after listening to the rhetoric of what happened today was more than he had actually anticipated in the first place. So I don't know. I feel like it should have been more at least seven, six and a half is better than nothing. On top of her 68 month sentence, she is also required to have five years of supervised release, which means after she does her six and a half years, she will be supervised for five. And the judge made the comment that he didn't want her to go out and commit another crime. I really do hope that if she goes to social media after this, that it is a statement from her attorney because she has been known to go to social media and start saying things that maybe she shouldn't be saying. And there were tweets that were removed like a couple weeks ago. And I really feel like it was her attorney seeing those and being like, hey, you need to take that off because people are going to see that and people are going to judge you and they are going to use that against you. But now that she has officially been sentenced, I really do hope that she keeps her mouth quiet for her own benefit. Not that it would you know, change anything at this point. Allow your attorney, that's what you pay them for. I don't know how she's going to pay that because... <laughs> She, this feels like an Amber Heard situation because she also has to forfeit six and a half million dollars. Just let your attorney make the statement. Don't go to social media. I guess by the time I, I post this and get it published, who knows? She probably could have gone and done it already. But I would hope that she would have enough sense to allow her attorney to do that and not do it herself. So that is all I have for this episode, friends. Again, things happen. I'm probably going to go in and change up some of yesterday's podcast that I recorded and do a little bonus episode. If I can possibly get it up today after this, I will. But I think there was a really good conversation in there about Salt Lake City and Heather and this whole situation, as well as some things I wanted to share about Potomac. So I, I, I'll i do my best. Maybe I'll have that up this afternoon. Maybe it'll wait till tomorrow. Either way, I will try to get that clip of yesterday's podcast. I don't want to scrap it entirely. So I'll put that together and edit it a little bit and give you a little bonus episode. Thank you for hanging here with me in this episode. I have, you know, never live recorded an episode while things are happening like this. This was kind of fun. Share the episode on your socials. Give, leave me some comments on TikTok. Send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you think about this whole sentencing. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you think. I want to know if you think she got too much, too little. Give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. And always, please rate and review. That is how we can get this podcast out to more ears. Thank you for listening to another episode. I love you and I'll chat with you in the next one.